0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 copies of the show over the last 30 days and we here at the program. Appreciate your growing and continued support. All of our shows can be heard live here on octalkradio.net, or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, as I said, we have one of the authors of the book, Gordon Gecko, CEO, Lessons from Wall Street for a Winning Attitude. Dave, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the inspiration for your book?
2: Well, actually, okay, the book was my co-author Doug Hess's idea, and what we were doing is we we uh, we were attending a, a, a session, a get motivated seminar together, and so we're getting pumped up listening to a lot of you know really big name speakers and some famous comedians. Bill Cosby was there, uh, Colin Powell was there, several others. Barbara Bush at one point was there. And, uh, and so we're hyped up, and at a break, Doug leans over to me, and like many people probably have done in the past, he goes, Dave, I've got an idea for a book. And, and I said, really, well, what is it? And he said, and Doug has a tendency to quote from the movie Wall Street quite a bit. I mean, it was, a, it, it was an iconic movie. It really sort of molded him into who he is today. Uh, so he said, "You know how I'm always quoting from the uh, from the movie Wall Street." I said, "Yeah." He said, "I'm thinking about taking some of those quotes and putting them down in a book to let people know what they mean to me and how they can use them, uh, you know, to, to improve themselves." And I thought about it and I said, "You know what, Doug? I think that's a really marketable idea." And part of that's because I knew of the you know how popular the movie Wall Street was. And so I said. I, I think you should go for it. At least, I mean, at least give it a shot and see what you can do. And uh, and so he took that idea and he, you know, he kind of ran with it. I don't know if this is where you want me to go with it. It didn't work out quite as well as he would have hoped at first. Anyone who's ever tried to write uh, a book or anything, really, you recognize that it's hard sometimes to stretch your thoughts out into something that. Um, you know, that, that is, is voluminous enough to, to make it marketable. And so I think Doug ran into that problem a little bit. So about a month and a half later, and, and you should know or your audience should know that Doug and I worked, still do actually work together, but at the time he was a senior marketing associate that reported to me as his regional director. So he had called me for a work-related issue. And after we, we resolved that issue, I asked him how the, the book was going. And he said, I hoped you'd ask. And he told me that he was struggling a little bit with putting his ideas down on paper, and uh, and so we started talking a little bit about it. And I said, "Well, what what, what do you want to do? How do you want to move forward?" And and he invited me to be a part of that process. And he really asked me, he said, "Dave, would you be willing to you know to work with me and and uh, and share some of your thoughts regarding uh, the concepts as well?" And, and I was honored that he had asked me to do that. And I said, "You know what, Doug? I'd be happy to do that. Why don't you go ahead and send me." What you have, which he did, and not to sound disparaging toward Doug at all, I think he would tell you the same thing. We actually we laugh about it a little bit even now, uh, because the book itself is not a really large book. It's very easy to read. You could probably read it in 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 just a couple hours or or quicker if you're you know if you're an avid reader and you read quickly. But but he sent me about I don't know 750 words on a page, and I I chuckle a little bit now, and I'm like, okay, Doug. We, need, we have some work to do. And, uh, and so I, I asked him, well, what, are you, what is it you want to do with this? How, you know, what are you really trying to say? And so we talked at length about it. And, uh, and I took his ideas, and I infused some of my ideas, and then we took real-life examples, just practical advice and real-life exam- examples that are built around these quotes and these concepts and actually, in the middle of writing the book, one of the things that I went back to Doug and I said, and it was his idea to name the book Gordon Gecko CEO. And that's where the title had originally stopped. And I said, Doug, what we're putting here is not necessarily new. It's really good advice, but it's not necessarily new as far as, you know, something that's profound or groundbreaking. I, but I think it's really important and I, I do think the book lends itself to people developing the right attitude to persevere and see, you know, their own success through to fruition. Okay. So I think we need to add a subtitle, and that's where we came up with, you know, lessons from Wall Street to develop a winning attitude.
1: That's excellent. We're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We're talking with one of the co-authors of Gordon Gecko, CEO of Lessons from Wall Street for a Winning Attitude. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to maybe give us a little more sense for what's in the book, and then we'll talk a little bit more about kind of how people are reacting to what you've written. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back on this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show.
3: When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries... We all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management.
4: If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning, or go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business.
0: Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104.
1: Back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. We've delivered over 37,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions last month. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora, 951 515 4661. Her phone number again is 951-515-4661. Of course all of our shows can be found on our website criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Okay, let's return to our guest Dave Bowman. He is co-author of Gordon Gecko CEO of Lessons from Wall Street for a Winning Attitude. Tell us a little bit about what people say and will find when they read your book. What what type of quotes do we have from Gordon Gecko? I mean What's the content like?
2: Well, the content itself is, is really just designed to help anyone at any level determine if they have the right attitude for success. And people in your audience, most likely, have already achieved success. Often it would be someone that's working for them who would benefit from the book. But really, whether you're just starting out or even if you have you know, your own business that you're running, you, you know that the right attitude is going to help you achieve your goals. So as I mentioned before, the book's filled with practical advice. And just some real life examples that can be used to sort of gauge your own attitude. And, and is it wavering as a professional business owner? Is it wavering in any way? There, there's certain things that we do want people to recognize as far as the book is concerned when it comes to, to attitude. And, and we want people to know that, you know, this actually comes from chapters in the book. And that would be that every dream has a price. And, and, and your audience would know that probably better than anyone. That you also have to make the necessary sacrifices to achieve or achieve your goals. Um, we want people to know it's good to gain as much information as possible, that they have to stay hungry for success, and that you know, certainly it's going to be time when, when, when things don't seem like they're going as well as you want them to, but you have to stay hungry for success and continue to climb, continue to search for something better. We want people to be persistent and to keep you know, chasing the big players. We want people to be able to control their emotions when it comes to business, and that's really something that you should read the book to kind of understand exactly what we're talking about there. We want people to know that perks are their friends and, in many cases, are really just as good as money. And we want people to know that their success is going to benefit other people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you read the book, you're going to get all of that information shared with you in each one of the chapters that we offer. There's eight chapters in the book. As far as what people are saying about the book, I'll share with you, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Um, In fact, what I will share with you is one of the best reviews, the compliments in the review that we received, at least in my opinion, is that one of the reviewers said that every high school or college graduate should read this book before entering the workforce, which is kind of one of the things that we were thinking about. Now, I don't want people in your audience to think that it's not applicable to business owners, because it absolutely is. And there's been some things that have been in other, you know, in, in different conversations that we've had with people about the book. There have been a few... People who maybe don't support capitalism as much as they, as I'd like to think that they should, or maybe their perception of Gordon Gecko, which granted he was not the greatest person, is is portrayed in the movie. But there are certainly deep concepts in the movie. I think that support capitalism at its truest. And so there were people who challenged us on on the concept of capitalism, and, and and we were able to dispel those myths. And we were talking. Sometimes we got into an argument about what the difference was between true capitalism. And crony capitalism, and and what it means to take a risk, and what it means to really provide for other people, and how uh, true capitalists and true entrepreneurs who create something that's beneficial for society and beneficial for others are doing exactly that—they're contributing to society and they're they're making it better for everyone as a result. So it's it's been overwhelmingly positive, and and it's actually we've. We don't have quite the success that we were that we would hope for, but that's because we're always striving to do more, but everyone who's read the book and even the sales have, have exceeded what we thought our ex- initial expectations would be.
1: So it sounds like your book is really, uh, could be categorized in the self-help category as opposed to business advice, or is it business advice and self-help?
2: It's both. Uh, I mean, there's definitely some business advice in there. Um, there's one, one, inch, one review on Amazon.com that taught, I think it's Amazon, it might be Barnes & Noble. I'm trying to remember now where I read it. And it talked about how the book really meets the needs uh, of both um, sort of upper management as well as those people who would be middle management. And it, and it, but it probably lends itself better to people who are entering the workforce or people who are striving to do better than where they are right now. Um, and, and so there's really a lot of practical advice. Uh, there's, for example, there's an informa- information in there where Doug and I give an example of how we were working with a particular client together. And what we wanted to do is we, we met the needs. We were meeting with the client in person. And as we were leaving, we asked them. The meeting went very well, and we asked them, is there anything more that we can do for you? And in our industry, it's not uncommon for the, you know, the customers to need certain supplies from us. And so they said, well, we could really use some of these supplies. Well, we knew we were going to be on the road for the next couple days, and we shared with the customer, you know what, we're going to be on the next on the road for a few more days, but we'll get that information or we'll get those supplies sent out to you uh, when we return to the office. When we got back to the car, Doug and I looked at each other, and we said, all right, we're going to call people back, you know, in our headquarters, and we're going to, we're going to let them know this is what the customer needs. And we asked them, put all of this together in a box. We want you to go down the hall, and we want you to find two guys and we want you to have them sign a card with our names, and we want you to write this as a message to them. Put that in the box, and then overnight that to the customer. Sure enough, the very next day, we got a call from that customer asking us how we were able to accomplish that. And although we didn't go into a lot of detail, we went back to, we just said, you know what, we're here to exceed your expectations. Then Mm -hmm. we also went back to the people internally, and we let them know how impressed the customer was with what we were able to do we asked we, we told the internal folks that we couldn't have done it without them and then we actually went ahead and, and sent a little token of our appreciation to the people in the headquarters who helped us out and so that's kind of um there's that kind of practical advice and then some more general information that would help people say hey I'm either on the right track or I need to change the way I think about how I'm doing my job right that's what you're going to get when you read the book
1: interesting I love to have authors of books on the radio show and understand kind of the backstory behind the books as well as the content of the book. So don't go anywhere, Dave. We're going to be right back after this uh, third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show.
3: There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up brandman university brandman is ranked by u.s news and world report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors so look us up at brandman.edu brandman university move up
1: smart business network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight advice and strategy for c-level executives of fast growth middle market and large companies As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com.
0: Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'm interviewing Doug Bauman. He is co-author of Gordon Gecko: CEO Lessons from Wall Street for a Winning Attitude. You know, there's a couple principles that you have in your book uh, and chapters uh, be about poor and smart and hungry. And I'm wondering if you can explain how these words are brought into the context and the learning and teachings in your book.
2: That chapter is broken up into those individual sections: poor, smart, and hungry. And in poor, one of the things that we talk about, and it actually goes to—I'm going to use a Hollywood example. Um, Hollywood has a tendency to portray what I like to call the innocence of poverty. And and if you like watch, if you watch The Waltons or Little House on the Prairie, you're going to see that sort of innocence of poverty. It kind of makes people who are, you know, are, who who don't have a lot. They, they sort of portray them as somehow more moral or, um, or somehow better people than those who seek to have a lot of money. And it is it is good, really, to focus on love, and, and more it's more important to show that respect for others and those feelings toward others than it is riches. But I, I think that Hollywood tries to play that out. There are exceptions every time, but, you know, we've heard people say things like, you know, money can't buy happiness but they'd like to try it for a while. And really what we say from the standpoint of poor is why not just try that for a lifetime? There's nothing glamorous about being poor. In fact, if you look at the reasons why people get, you know, divorced, it's usually because of some financial hardships or disagreements over money or things. Those are actually the reasons at the top. You know, we have a more than 50% divorce rate in our country, and usually it's because of money. So having money is usually better than being broke. So, yeah it is really a, it's great to have a, you know, we enjoy each other more than things attitude, especially when it comes to your family and friends and time with them. But we just kind of believe having money makes it easier to do things that you can enjoy together with your family. And so what we say, and we kind of tell you in the book that if you're basing a lot of your opinions off of what Hollywood is putting out there about being poor, and I think a lot of people do that, I think a lot of people are influenced in that way, your attitude about money might change, and there's a whole in, a chapter in there about money and whether you look at it as a tool to do good or whether you look at it as something evil. We won't go into that in detail, but we do talk about that. Now, as far as smart is concerned, it really has to do with the fact that some people view their intelligence in, in such a way that they feel they're above certain things. And if you remember a commercial from a long time ago where an MBA he was a new employee. He was at a matter, uh, an MBA, and he needed help with shipping. And in the end, at the very end of the commercial, uh, he's walking down the hall. You know, they, they walk into his office. they "We need your help." He's walking down the hall. He's shooting the breath spray in his mouth. And they get to the shipping department. They say, "We're really behind. We need your your shipping." He goes, "Wait, you don't understand. I'm an MBA." And the shipping manager says, "Oh, you're an MBA. Well, then I'm going to have to show you how to do it." Yeah. And in that's kind of what it goes to smart. When you think you're too big uh, to really dig in and help that, dig that ditch or hammer the nails or stack chairs or flip burgers or, or help shipping, then your intelligence really is beginning to work against you, and others may not see that you as being a player or part of the team, regardless of how smart you are. And so we think it's really great to be smart, but you also just have to be willing to roll up your sleeves and dig in and help people. And, and staying hungry... That's really just about making sacrifices and, and working hard and making sure that you're doing the things that you need to do. We all, you know, we all really need to keep that desire to work hard. And, and each time we reach one goal, we need to really set another one to keep us reaching for something. So staying hungry for something that we still haven't achieved, that's kind of what we're talking about there.
1: So in your experience now having the book in the marketplace and seeing the reviews and talking to people who have read it, uh, you know, as you know, our audience are CEOs and top executive, middle market companies across North America with family businesses, employees, et cetera. Who would be the right person or type of people that you would encourage to read your book because it would have a positive impact on them?
2: I would say, really, anyone who wants to strive to be better than where they are today. I mean, it could, I mean, you could be a business owner, but you're looking to you're looking to to, to advance your business. And I think, really, what what, what I would say. Is that the people who are going to benefit most are those people? Well, are those people who are entering the workforce or who haven't achieved the success that they're 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 seeking? And and I think a lot of that's going to have to do with their attitude and perhaps their work ethic. And so, I would say that the book is going to resonate more with people who have higher vision for themselves than where they are today. But I don't want to discredit the fact that the managers and business owners would benefit from reading the book. And then I would say, and if you're familiar with John Maxwell, he talks about, you know, in the in the 21 Immutable Laws of Leadership, he talks about the value of improving other people. And so I would say even business owners or high-level management who want to help other people who are a part of their team achieve their very best might want to read the book and then even consider buying that book as a gift for the, the, their team or people. It's not a very expensive book. It's not a very big book for them to. You know, you're not going to burden a lot of people, but there's a lot of really great information in there that's going to help people say, "I can do that," and I'm going to start taking the steps to make sure that I achieve the success that I that I'm envisioning in my mind.
1: Okay, and you said a couple book stores, virtual bookstores, and that have it. I mean, you mentioned on Amazon. You also, I think, said Barnes and Noble. So, if someone wanted to buy your book. Jordan Gecko, CEO, Lessons from Wall Street for a Winning Attitude. What's the best way to find it and buy it?
2: Here's what I'll share with you: the cheapest that we have found it is on Amazon.com. Obviously, from different providers, and so our suggestion to anyone who's considering buying the book is to just go out to Amazon.com and buy it for the cheapest price you can find it. If you were to go directly to the publisher or even Barnes and Noble, you can go to any of books and, Books and Company, Books a Million. You can go to Barnes and Noble. But we have found the, the least expensive prices on Amazon.com. So we would just recommend anyone to go out to Amazon.com, do a search on the book title, and it'll come up, and, and we would say buy the book for the cheapest price you can find it.
1: Fat, final question for you today, Dave Bowman. Do you have another book in you? Are you and uh, Doug going to write a second book, a follow-up, a sequel, something else? Is there another book that we can expect from
2: you? We, you know, we've talked a little bit about that, and, and we might. I don't know if there will be a sequel to Gordon Gecko, as there was to the, to the actual movie Wall Street. I will share with you, uh, I, I mean, it, it, I'll just in the pure candor, um, I used to be a part-time preacher, and so uh, there's something that I've wanted to do regarding um, being more demonstrative in a worship. So I, I may move in that direction. I already have ideas regarding that. So my next book will probably not be about business. My next book, which I, and I do have a, a vision for it, and I've already started taking notes and doing some research for it, but it'll be a biblically-based book on how to grow closer to God using uh, biblical body language.
1: Well, that'll be interesting. I, I find many times when people write their first book, it inspires them and shows them they have what it takes to write a follow-on book, and hopefully this will be a lifelong passion for you. I appreciate you making time in your busy day to talk about your first book and uh, I wish you continued su- success with the book sales and also with your professional career. Thank you for being a friend of the program, and and welcome to our community here at Critical Mass Radio Show.
2: Rick, thank you so much for having me on, it's been a pleasure to talk with you.
1: All right, have a good day. All right, we're going to uh, wrap up the show today. I just want to let you know, if you're listening to us live today, that tomorrow I will be at the Cal- California State University at Fullerton's econ- Mid-Year Economic Update. I've been. I've received an embargo copy of the report. I'll be reviewing it, and I'll be capturing some audio from Dean Anil Puri and Professor Farca Mira Farka. And we're going to be playing that probably. I would think not tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. We'll depend on to see how the schedule goes with uh, with the engineer and the producer. But as soon as possible, we'll we'll bring you their thoughts that I'll be capturing tomorrow. If you haven't registered, it's at the uh, Irvine Marriott. It's a lunch meeting. So come on out. These economic updates and the forecasts are always a, an interesting time. Both doctors do a great job presenting the economic data in a way that's digestible and interesting for entrepreneurs and business owners. So I'd like to thank our engineer for today, who is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Kathleen Shepard is our guest coordinator. Asia Celestino is our superstar and our media multimedia manager. Live Events Coordinator is Melissa Panani, and our VP of Sales is none other than Rose Chamura. I'm your host, Rick Franzi, and if you'd like to learn more about our business here at Critical Mass for Business, which Critical Mass Radio Show is a part of, visit our website. Maybe you want to nominate a future guest, possibly advertise on one of our platforms, uh, check out our CEO peer groups at criticalmassforforbusiness.com. Okay, until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions...